Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 32 for George and season 28 for me. This is day 10 of season 100. It's an all-binary day. Mm-hmm. The first question asks us what spectacle did Simon Paginao, Takuma Sato, Helio Castroneves, Marcus Erickson, and Joseph Newgarden most recently win? So... I only thought I recognized one of these names, uh, that being Marcus Erickson. Um, and I think I was misremembering the name of another, um, person. Chess guy? No. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, uh, ended up putting down Iron Chef, in fact. Mm, okay. Um, cause there is a famous, uh, Swedish chef named Marcus Samuelson. Mm. Uh, and I thought, you know, this is sort of a multicultural group of names right here. Um, maybe it represents the, you know, different chefs who have won Iron Chef in recent years, which I used to watch it. I don't actually know if it's still on for that matter. Um, but most recent doesn't necessarily mean that it's still on for that matter. Uh, but in any case, I didn't really have a good, you know, thread to pull on this one. So I put down Iron Chef. Uh, I couldn't grab onto any of these names the mm. closest i got was marcus erickson thinking is that the chess guy no that's uh, magnus carlson oh different right. guy that guy um and so i just kind of had to think okay spectacle is capitalized here uh-huh. so that means something it's a spectacle of some kind and i tried thinking what's a spectacle what has spectacle in its name um what has spectacle in its name but in a different language and for for a while there, and I, I submitted very late today, like six o'clock in the evening late, mm-hmm. um, just because I couldn't latch on to anything for this. Uh, I was thinking, Sabado Gigante? Is that considered a spectacle? Oh. Is that even a thing you win? I don't know. Uh, and I was thinking like American Idol, X Factor, what, The Voice, one, one of those kinds of shows. And I thought, no, because this list of names is very global. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not leaning toward any particular uh, country or ethnicity or even with uh, Takuma, so- so- Takuma Sato or Sato in there. Um, and just so I, I figured, okay, uh, the most cosmopolitan thing I can think of, it would be Eurovision. Oh. However, I know these are not the most recent winners of Eurovision right. because the... Most recent winner of of Eurovision is Swedish, and the one before that was a group of Ukrainians. Right. Uh, so I figured, well, what about Junior Eurovision? Oh yeah. Or Eurovision Junior, or whatever the heck they call it. I know there's a kids version. Mm-hmm. Kids, I think it's like teenagers, um, and I don't know anything about it. I have never actually seen it, um, but I know that it exists. So I thought, well, okay, maybe. This is, you know, maybe it's like all soloists because, you know, in Eurovision, very often it's groups. So you couldn't just say, oh, it's these five names. Mm-hmm. Um, so for lack of anything else, I figured maybe it's officially called the Eurovision Junior Spectacle <laughs> so as to differentiate it. Okay. So I'll go with Eurovision Junior. Well, I can't deny that things that exist are usually good choices mm. for learning the answers. In this case, it's the Indianapolis 500. Okay. Okay. Um, which I guess makes sense. I, uh, 
IndyCars are different than NASCAR, right? Yeah. So they're because NASCAR is stock cars. Mm -hmm. So that's even less in my consciousness than, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> than that or even Formula One might be. Yeah. More is the pity. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason spectacle is capitalized is I guess that one of the taglines for the Indy 500 is like the greatest spectacle on earth or sure. the greatest spectacle in racing or something like that. But yeah, that's in one of their official taglines is spectacle. Yeah, I figured that had to be something like that. Question two asks us to uh, name a Japanese film based on a Japanese short story, Yabu no Naka. Uh, so and it talks about the unusual narrative structure because this is the famous movie uh, where you see the same event from multiple different points of view to sort of arrive at a synthesis of what really happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the the name of that movie is Ron, R A N. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I put uh -huh. because I was very certain of it and didn't bother going back and thinking about it. I see. Yes. Well, from my perspective, <laughs> <laughs> this was a movie called Rashomon. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. Uh, which I had seen in. Uh, uh, a class in college, I think, is where I got exposed to this. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I managed to take a couple of different film classes, despite not being, despite being a psychology major. Um, you know, we had some requirements around, um, you know, diversity and sure. um, and things like that. And uh, this was not really that. I, I had a cultural issues in cinema um, class that was very interesting. Um and then this one, I think, was in fact a um, a comparative like film and literature kind of class. Um, but in any case, uh, we watched Rashomon, and of course, it was uh, you can imagine someone teaching a film based class was very excited mm -hmm. to show a movie like that. So yeah, yeah, I saw it in college um, too. There you go. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I just I it took me a few seconds to come up with that name, but. Mm -hmm. uh, once I did, I was pretty locked onto it. Yep. Yeah, that was correct. Yeah. Ron was, in fact, a Kurosawa movie. Yes. Adapted from a story by someone else. Mm -hmm. you know, but it was Lear. King Lear by, right. by Shakespeare. That's right. It came out about 30 years later. Indeed. So, yeah. Question three asks us for a trio uh, whose former members in the late 90s released the songs Ghetto Superstar... Gone Till November, and Doo-Wop, That Thing. Yeah, so the last one is what gives me this one, really. Um, that is a song off The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and Lauren Hill was in the Fugees. Um, I put down just Fugees because mm -hmm. I, I know that the article is not supposed to matter, so uh, I think that'll serve the purpose. Um, but yeah, I just I own that album. It's a great album. Uh, and I still have that song, you know, scrabble up in my playlists from time to time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, same. Uh, that was, I, I wasn't as certain of it, mm. but I, 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 I could hear it in my head and I was like, that, I, I feel like that's Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. um, I, when I, when I first saw the, the list and just without thinking about them and kind of trying to hear them, I was thinking, oh, is this TLC? Oh, okay. I'll come <laughs> back to it. And then, you know, Ghetto Superstar, I can kind of hear, but I can't really lock down who's in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Gone Till November, no idea. 
But that thing, I was definitely like, oh, no, wait, I'm pretty sure that's Lauren Hill. She was in the Fugees. And briefly, I was trying to convince myself, no, this is actually about Black Eyed Peas. Oh. Um, but I, I talked myself out of that mm-hmm. uh, based largely on the fact that in the late 90s, I don't think anyone was formerly a Black Eyed Pea yet. Right. They were all like 2000s, 2010s. I think so. So late 90s, former trio. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that one of those is Lauren Hill. So this would be the Fugees. And that is the correct answer. Question four asks us, what company's logo is a twin-tailed siren with an asymmetrical face? Uh, I figured this had to be Starbucks because mm-hmm. it, it looks like a mermaid. And, yeah. Uh, and even even though they've been kind of trying to de-emphasize that whole thing and make the, the logo kind of more, uh, le- kind of less fanciful and less detailed and such. Uh, I, I remember seeing a meme years ago that pointed out that what they've actually ended up doing is making it look like it's coming at you menacingly over the <laughs> years because it's, it's like the whole body shot and it's kind of the torso shot and now it's just the face and it's right. just, <laughs> you look at them all in succession. Ah! <sighs> but I was pretty sure this was Starbucks. Uh, same here. I, um, I, I, I had that sort of pre-pang of ghost regret where you're sort of like, I really think it's this one thing, namely Starbucks, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be so mad if I don't think about this harder, but I'm also not going to think about this harder. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, talk myself out of what Mm -hmm. I thought was a perfectly legitimate answer anyway. Um, And so, yeah, I just thought, yeah, thing with the mermaid, you know, it, this bit about influenced by a character on a cathedral mosaic in medieval Italy. Um, I figured the Italy part was close enough to coffee culture that, you know, mm-hmm. sure, that that seems to point in the right direction, too. Yep. Um, and the fact that it's stylized, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, what a what a logo is going to be. Um, and so, yeah, I just I didn't think this could be anything but Starbucks and was just sort of bracing myself for uh, potential disappointments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to talk yourself out of the obvious one, but it mm. was Starbucks. Indeed. Question five tells us that Steelers linebacker T.J. Watt co-holds the NFL single-season record for sacks with what morning television and game show host? So that is really the only part of this question that gave me the answer. (laughs) The uh, ex-football player that I know best as a morning TV and game show host is Michael Strahan, um, who who as a player, as I recall, you know, as this stat might tell you, was just one of the meanest, toughest players Fearsome. in existence. Absolutely. Uh, and is just a charming delight mm-hmm. as a host. Yep. He's just fun to, you feel like you're getting to hang out with this fun guy. And um, he's, you know, that's my impression of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty sure, yes, he's still a, a currently a, a host like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just, yeah, he's, his name and face came right to mind. So I put down Strahan. Uh, same. It, it took me a little bit. I, I could, as soon as I read this, I could see his face. <laughs> like, okay, I know this guy, and yeah, he was on. Uh, he was on the you know, the the Regis Regis Philbin show. You know, several iterations right, after Regis, right. it was him and Kelly Ripa. I think was his main co-host, and he also does. I think one of the Pyramid shows. Uh, that might be Anthony Anderson. Uh, yeah, you may be right. Yeah. yeah. So what does Strahan do? 
as a game show host? Yeah, as a game show host. Oh, I don't know, actually. Yeah. I mean, you could be right. I, I don't I, follow yeah. that real close. It's, it's one of those ones that I, I... I think it's one of those ones that's a... Uh, a reboot? Revival, reboot, yeah. Mm. Um, and is kind of, yeah... I don't want to say a lesser game show, but not one that we bother with. Right. Because um, a lot of it's just about... Uh, well, Pyramid, at least. A lot of it is just about celebrities being charming. And, yeah. Okay, fine, but get to get trivia questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they aren't really trivia and, questions yeah, on that's Pyramid. True. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so it took me a, a, a few minutes to remember this guy's name. And eventually it was, oh yeah, that's Michael Strahan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... and I also would if if you if they hadn't said TV and game show host, I would have just been like Lawrence Taylor. I don't know. No. Uh, yeah. So I said Strahan as well. And Michael Strahan was the correct answer. Hmm. Finally, question six asks us about uh, the uh, cowpox vaccine and its cross immunity development with smallpox, and how that influenced uh, the introduction. I've already given away the answer, <laughs> dang it, um, of what word into the English language. Yeah, and, and this one, <laughs> as, as, I, as I was reading it, is, I was like, okay, let's see, this, this question is going to be about, small, about cowpox. Oh, no, it says cowpox. Okay, and now it's going to be the name of the virus, the, what word? Oh, okay, yeah, this mm-hmm. is vaccination or vaccine because mm-hmm. the Latin word for cow is vac. Or vaca. Vaca, yeah. Mm-hmm. And still is in Spanish, at yes. least, and probably most of the Romance languages. But right in, in our Germanics, it's more bovis. Right, right. Uh, so, but yeah, I, uh, I I couldn't tell whether they were looking for vaccination or vaccine. So mm-hmm. the shorter one figured vaccine would be sure. it. Yeah, I had much the same thought process, and if I had trouble to look back through the question to say to see is the word vaccine in the question, it's not. Mm. Um, so that kind of helps us, uh, you know, that, since that's the answer, uh, to the question, good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was, I definitely had that, that chain of the thought process. And it's something that I've kind of come to realize through trivia in pretty recent years. Like the derivation of this word hmm. is from cow and like in Spanish, it's vaca, um, in French, it's vache, I think, with okay. a C-H, uh, C-H-E. And, um, and yeah, it's one of those that can be a little deceptive because with the suffix on it, it becomes vaccine. So it sounds like an, an X or some different kind of sound mm-hmm. that, you know, isn't in the original root of yeah. the word. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I did know that this was vaccine or vaccination. Uh, I put down vaccine and, and then had a fun little, uh, interlude thinking about how, uh, you know, in Spanish, uh, cow is vaca and vaqueros is how we got buckaroo, um, because that's this a Spanish word for cowboy. So, mm-hmm. um, that's always kind of a, a interesting connection to me. Um, but anyway, yeah, I put down vaccine as well. And that was correct. Either vaccine or vaccination. Right. Apparently is the, is in the official answer list. Yeah. So, so I had four. I had five. Good job. Um, I do wish I had thought of anything to do with sports or the Indy 500, I guess. Mm, um, I, I never would have landed on that. Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, it's it's weird how uh, growing up I felt I knew a lot more about or, or saw 
the Indy 500 a lot more than I would see like NASCAR races mm -hmm. in the 80s. It seemed to be much more popular. Uh, and it seems now it's kind of not the most, got the most favored status, um, at least in, you know, my limited uh, view of it. So, mm -hmm. um, so I don't think I was ever going to get to that one. Although, again, probably should have tried a little harder. You know, there, you never know what might kind of, you know, some brain circuit might close and mm. then you get it. But I just, I, I don't even think of racing when I think of sports. That's how mm. far out of my bailiwick it is. If you, uh -huh. if you, if you just ask me about sports generally, uh, there, there's like three NASCAR names I recognize and absolutely none in the F1 world. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's just. And when I saw a spectacle, I just landed on, it's got to be an entertainment thing. And I, if, if you'd asked me for sports, I just never yeah. would have, never would have come to it. I don't know. Yeah. I think that, and you know, kind of the intent of the question clearly is not to narrow the oh, yeah. field of answers just to sports. Yep. That's why it's difficult. Yep. Definitely part was of why. trying to hide that. Yeah. Which is perfectly valid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because really, it's, you know, if you recognize those names or if you know about the spectacle thing about the Indy 500, then you've got the knowledge for the answer. And if mm -hmm. you don't, clearly you don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag, now with all the vowels. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.